Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And welcome to Cover 2 TV, the original Cover 2 YouTube channel and podcast. I am joined today by Jesus Geno. And it's obviously me, it's Chris Pajak, if you are listening. Uh, this is my voice, not Steve Hawes. He's not with us again. Unfortunately, this time, uh, it's because his son broke his arm. So we just want to wish our, our well wishes, I suppose, to Steve uh, and his son in their time of need. And also Stephen's long-lost hair. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so this is going to happen to me very soon. Yeah. So, like, I don't take these shots because... I'm aware of what's down the line. It's fine, it's fine. I, I've seen the rest of my family. I know what's down the line for Okay. Me. Well, listen, we're here to discuss uh, quite a few of the trade rumours and stuff around the NFL at the moment, you know, and, and then we're going to obviously look at our pick and, and I've not thought of a trade, but I will try and think of a <laughs> trade um, that's realistic. Um, so we're here, we're back once again with another Brockman and Beat, and we're here, first of all, to talk about Amari Cooper being traded to the Cowboys for a first-round pick. Do you know... What do you make of this one, mate? Basically, everything John Gruden said when he first got to the Raiders about how everything's going to go through Cooper. Cooper's going to be our guy. He's thrown it out in week... Bullshit! Is it week eight now we're in? And he's already traded him away. Um, <laughs> thing on, John Gruden just setting everything on fire. He just wants to bear everything down. I mean, it, I understand it. He does own the draft, though, doesn't he now? Yeah. Three first rounders. Three first rounders, yeah. Maybe the first pick on the draft if he carries on the way he's going. <laughs> That's what he's aiming for, isn't it? You you would think so. And, and it also, feels like for the side that it was so bad, we talk about them every week, but there's something to talk about every single week. With they, are, they are a constant story. And also, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be much better with Cooper. I don't think he's going to be the Cowboys saviour. So I think that's going to be a very early pick. So, you know, he's talking some early round picks there for um, the Raiders. So they are going to have those... Spaces to build a team, but what are you going to build this it around? A, this is a coach that is, is sorry, sort of holding his entire roster at arm's length. There's there's, there's rumours of all kinds going on in the Raiders at the moment, and you know Gruden essentially is lying to the players' faces. This isn't going to go down well with them. It's essentially a mutiny right now in Oakland. Yeah, um, I, when we're hearing say rumours about Derek Carr, yeah, that's the right one. I was getting mixed up between Derek and David, I mean, because he was crying on the field and people want rid of him, which, you know, fair enough. Um, but it's just, he's setting everything on fire, and this is what happens at Tampa. He'd often say one thing to his players and then tell the media the, another thing, and that's why he seemed to get his transition to the media wasn't so bad, because he was already a media-friendly coach. However, he did really piss off a lot of his players at Tampa, and that's why it ended quite badly. And we're seeing... The same 
patterns happening here in the Raiders. The only difference is he's got a 10-year contract now. He's almost be pretty much untouchable with the amount of money they've sunk into him. So it's going to be his way or the highway because the Raiders can't do anything else. No, and then, listen, you might look back at this trade and I, 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 I've seen the outpour on social media and you know all the usual NFL sites that saying Cowboys are getting the best out of this trade. I'm kind of with you. I, I don't see that they are. Like, don't get me wrong, Amari Cooper is clearly a talented player. He had two great seasons going back two years now. But is he going to be the answer to all the Cowboys' problems? Well, is he better than Cole Beasley? Yeah, he is. He's, he's more of a number one if he's receiver interested. than Colby. Exactly. And that's kind of what it comes down to with him, isn't it? And you're getting a guy who... Was disillusioned at the Raiders towards the end, who was never able to get open. Clearly, a talented guy, but Gruden does get a chance to replace him with someone that he wants. And he's notorious, Gruden, for not having any time for players that don't go his way. Now, he's not going to have many players at, at Oakland, to be fair, at the Raiders, who play his way by the end of this season if he keeps on getting his But that is what he wants, ultimately. He does think the roster is shite. The roster wasn't that good. It wasn't full of talent like we've seen in other places, at other franchises around the NFL. So, he's yes, it's mental what he's doing. Yes, there are question marks about whether he is the right man to actually lead this rebuild, but I don't actually disagree with the fact that the Raiders did need a rebuild. Yeah, um, I think they were lost when they as being one of those Midland franchises again, whereas that 2015 season where they looked like they might do something seems a long time ago. Um, on Amari Cooper himself, he's one of those many first-round receivers that have been taken in the last four years who just haven't quite done anything he's on the better side he's probably like the fourth or fifth best one because the rest have all been busts which is quite impressive if people are actually looking out don't take a wide receiver first round of the draft it hasn't really been working out the last few years um, but the challenge on Cooper is everyone thinks he doesn't like football he's lost interest and it was clear to me in the last couple of years at the Raiders when um, Crabtree was there Crabtree was the better receiver yeah. And I, I felt like that was the a bad move, in my opinion, was letting Crabtree go, who's now actually playing very well for the Ravens. I think Cooper's got all the intangibles, but if you don't love football and you don't love getting hit and you don't love the fighting and the, and the work, yeah, then it's not really a sport you can just kind of relax through. More teams will give them opportunities because more, everyone sees talent. But... And, the, and coaches always back themselves, don't they? They yeah. always think, I'll be the guy that can get something out uh, of this. We lad. always hear that, you know, I'll be the guy. Everyone seems to get a second, third, fourth chance, even if the whatever the problem is, which again, Cooper's is just performance. It's not like he's got many off the he's got any off the field issues that we're aware of. But I just I'm if you flip it back to the Cowboys perspective, I mean, I'm not they probably have convinced themselves that they get a true number one wide receiver, that's what they're missing, we'll win that division. I think they've got way more of the problems. They they have, but but equally, I try and see both sides to every story, Geno, and that division, they still can win it. So at least they've made a move to try and win the NFC East, I suppose. Yeah. You know, it is a possibility, and you never know. I can't see Jeff Garrett being the guy to get something out of him. But at least he's rolling the dice, I suppose, on this while there's still a chance to. I think the the way the Cowboys look at it is let, let's make a move to win. Let's let's try and win, which again, I'm always, we we on the show, we're always quite happy about teams being bold. Try and win. Don't keep trying to think about a rebuild. Go and try and win now. That's what it's about. You don't get time for a rebuild. In, 
in no sports do you really ever get time for a rebuild? It's usually about two years and that's it. If you haven't done something, it's over for you. Um, so I understand that win now mentality. I'm just not sure Amari Cooper was worth a number one pick. No, and that's what it comes down to. Long term, who wins this? Long term, no one wins it. Because <laughs> I don't believe in what the Raiders are going to do with the first round pick because I think what's happening long term with that there's going to be so long term that you're not going to really think oh the Amari Cooper that's what um, starts that all off because mainly if it works out you're thinking it's probably Kelly or Mac anyway and then long term for the Cowboys I think they've got other problems I'm still not sure how good that Prescott is at the offensive line is getting worse well and that's it where was, their money is yeah. as well, which yeah. is the worrying thing, and isn't that, it? Obviously, that was the best in the league, but that's what happens. You know, players' performances go down. And then, the, what I've seen is, I don't think Amari Cooper's going to suddenly make Cole Beasley or whatever else is after him that much better. Like, you still got a bunch of wide receiver threes, as then your two and your three and your four, you know what I mean? You still haven't got that real talent. So, and then, you've got Jason Garrett. I mean... Jason yeah. Garrett. I'm going to talk to you about something that's not on the agenda at the moment, and I can't remember which NFL or former NFL player it was that mentioned it, but Kaepernick's name was mentioned with regards to Jacksonville Jaguars and Blake Bortles and stuff. Now, you've probably seen this news story, haven't you? Yeah. I think it was Jenkins brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you think he's got a point there? No, I don't. I, I, again... There's a lot of what Kaepernick stands for, and I'm totally with him and I agree with him. The reason... Kaepernick got benched twice for playing Gabba. For playing Gabba, this happens. Kaepernick has never shown any ability to throw touch. We need to stop referring to Kaepernick's film from 2012 and look at what it was when he was last in the league. And his last two years in the league, he was absolutely awful, and he was the, probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the league outside of Blake Bortles. Now, Jaguars drafted Blake Bortles, so they've got investments in him, and that's why they're sticking to having a terrible quarterback. It's not the move. I'm by no means saying that you should keep Blake Bortles, but Colin Kaepernick's not an upgrade. He can't throw it outside. He's only got one move, which is he can either run or he can throw it very hard down the middle. He's got no touch, no touch, and he doesn't really read defences very well. He's He was a better version of Tim Tebow. That's mm-hmm. all he ended up being. And I think when we first saw this style of running quarter, quarterback, it took a while for defences to figure out, but once you started figuring out, well, let's just keep him in the pocket and make him throw it. We saw he he struggled and couldn't do that. Um, so I get it when you see other bad quarterbacks in the league seem to get other chances and Kaepernick isn't. But I know if, I, if I'm a Patriots fan, if Tom Brady's got injured, I'd still rather see Brian Hoyer. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, back to the agenda then. Uh, Eli Apple's been traded to the Saints for a fourth round pick in 2019 and a seventh in 2020. Um, I just don't think he's that good. To be honest with you, and I, this one really kind of surprised me. Um, you know, I watched the the Giants game the other night, and a couple of silly penalties that he gives away. I, I just don't. I don't see why you're giving two draft picks for him. To be honest, I think you can pick up better in the draft in those positions. Well, one's a seventh round pick, so let's. That get flipped. They get flipped all the time. So we really talking about the fourth round pick. I think the Saints again. They're just looking at their team. They go, we need a little bit more help on defense. Having a cornerback and maybe him being obviously the he'd be the second cornerback to Latimer or maybe even the third cornerback. They're like, well, with that skill set, we can we can 
lose a fourth round pick. We're not really that bothered. We can have we can have a go. I mean, it's win now mentality. This isn't it? That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're trying to shore up the defense because they think they can go far this year. And to be fair to them, they look electric on offense, and they need to do a little bit of something on defense. You know, too many long passes are getting past them. Um, to be honest, I think they've been struggling a little bit against the run as well. They've just not been the same defense this I season. I actually see if I was when I looked at them, I thought they needed some more defensive line help. That's where I would have. Maybe trade it for someone there, but obviously they're thinking. Well, what, maybe what they want is big plays from the cornerbacks, mm-hmm. get turnovers, and maybe they think that's where Eli Apple's going to come in and help. But again, he's not. He's a little bit different than Mario Cooper. He has got off the field issues, not necessarily being a like in trouble with the law, but uh, you know he's been described as a cancer in the locker room. He's almost a bad apple. Hey, I was wondering whether you were going to say that. I'm so glad that you did. Because if somebody needed to say it, I didn't want to be the person to say it, but I was going to have to step in there and take that torch. I looked at yeah, that you, and your face just said, go ahead, you say it. You say it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so it had to be done. Another absolutely mental news this week. Tell me the story of Chad Kelly. Tell everybody the story of Chad Kelly if they don't already know. All right, so Chad Kelly... Was was Mister Irrelevant 2017? Yep. He was about two weeks away from getting a starting job in Denver because Case Keenum has not played well, and that would have been great to actually see a Mister Irrelevant finally actually become relevant. Chad doesn't wait that want to wait that long. He has his own plans. So Von Miller, what, what, what were these plans? Von Miller threw a Halloween party. As you do, uh, you know, everyone does that. It's a good idea in America. I think over here as well, our football's still Halloween parties. Been to one Halloween party in my life. I've been to loads of the shite. I can't stand them. Anyway. Went as a sexy witch. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. Last time I think I went as Bojack Horseman, which was very suited that's to my boss, personality. Actually, that's good. <laughs> uh, I was at home so long ago, Bojack Horseman didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> in the one Halloween party that I went to. Uh, went to the crazy house once uh, on Halloween. Shit myself, to be quite honest with you. Uh, not literally, but strobe lights, lots of people in scream costumes, and me drunk. No, wasn't wasn't for me, thank you very much. Lasted about an hour on the dance floor, nearly had an epileptic fit, was very scared that I was going to get killed by the scream bad guy, and left. Well, I was like saying, the new version of Crazy House Electric the other day. Is it good? Well. It was all right. It was like they got rid of the poppy, crappy floor, and like the goths are getting stuck in the corner, and it's just that rock music on all three, you know? Nice. It's not not too bad. I, I spent my entire youth there. I, spent, I used to go three times a week yep. for two years, and I did miss one. Oh no! I so from the age of eighteen to about twenty-four, I was there every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, I don't know why. It was never my choice, but that's where we always ended up. And then, anyway, let's get back to Chad Kelly. Yeah, Chad Kelly, <laughs> what's he been doing in the crazy house? <laughs> so Chad, well, yo, so we basically started fighting with the security and with another teammate who hasn't been named yet. He then. Breaks into a house, sits down on the couch next to a woman and a small child, and just starts mumbling incoherently. Mm, so she basically she basically just you shouts. Mumble. I know I do. I've only got a little mouth. There's not much I can do about it. <laughs> she shouts, and a fella comes and starts hitting them with a Hoover. As you do. It's what happens okay. at Halloween parties? This is well, we're out the Halloween party now. <laughs> he then gets arrested and then obviously gets released because it's the most weird story ever. I mean, I've actually got a story about accidentally breaking into someone's house. So I used to live in well, just as recently as last week, in flats that all look the exact same. And after forty-eight hours of staying up to hand in some university work, 
I, you can go one, like there was two entrances to the building. So one entrance, I had to walk up three flights. One entrance, I, walk, I had to walk up two. So, was, was your house on a slant? <laughs> no, <laughs> why, no. Was, why is this? Because one was the grounds and one was the upper grounds. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's flat. This way things happen. Um, and I accidentally walked up an extra flight of stairs. Not realised, everything just looks the same. Put my key in the door and it wouldn't work. And I was like, why is my key not working? I was got, in frustration... I bumped it. No, I didn't realise what you I was doing. Into a house. And is a this what Chad Kelly did? Do you think? <laughs> possibly. Did you sit down on the couch next to this woman and baby and no, start mumbling, you know? I basically walked in and I'm looking going, this is at my flat. I, I was about to shout my flatmate going, what have you done to the flat, lad? Because everyone was on like the wrong side, but it kind of looked like his stuff, but just the other side. And I was like so confused. And this Irish fella come up to me and was like, fuck you doing it? And I was just like, <laughs> And then it hits me that I must have walked into the wrong flat, and that's how my key didn't work. But yeah, so maybe that's what happens. Yeah, just you can accidentally walk into the wrong houses. The thing is, when I saw the Irish guy, I realised my mistake. We talked about he the other that. He sat down. He sat down. Just looked at this woman. And went, "Is that my bed? Is that my kid?" Ah, oh, well, whatever. Let's have a chat. <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. So, what's happened to Chad Kelly now? He's been released by the Broncos. Um, as as you have to. I don't know whether they'll get another chance. Are we not to be slanderous here in any way, shape, or form? And these views are the views of the microphone in front of me, and not the person speaking <laughs> into the microphone. Um, do you think Case Keenum might have drugged him <laughs> to keep his starting job in Denver? Just give him some acid and just go there, your mates. Deal with that. I want the starting job in Denver. I, I mean, possibly. I mean, I'd go for what's his name? Um, that Roseanne Barr claim she took, and then. Allowed to be racist, maybe, maybe take that one. No idea. Yeah, I just kind of screwed you there by just bringing that up out of nowhere. Yeah, but yeah, just take some Xanax or something as claim that makes you break into houses. So one of the teams that I think we should talk about because one of their four comments on last week's video is well done, guys. By the way, um, really stepped your game up from the three the week before. Thank you very much. Twenty five percent increase. These are all absolute legends. Uh, I am talking to the YouTubers, of course. Um, one of the comments is says he tuned in for twenty seconds of <laughs> LA Rams chat, and to be fair, there is a reason that there there is no story at the moment other than these are absolutely brilliant. I think a couple of weeks ago, I actually made the point that I think they're the best coach side. I think they have the three best yeah. coaches in in offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, right now, they look like one of the better defenses. They've got an absolutely stellar offense. Mm. They look prime to win it all this season, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, the reason why we're not talking about them is because we keep expecting them to win, and then they win. So there's there's no story there. There's not. Un- and plus, John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, John Gruden gives us an endless amount of content <laughs> because he's just to walk in with a fire extinguisher and start talking Gruden. <laughs> Fires that he keeps <laughs> creating himself. Um, yeah, um, we we all know how good the Rams are. They're coming in through oh, tough stretch. I don't forget to this week. I think it's starting next week. What is it this week? I think do they have do they have Green Bay this week? That's all. We we'll go through it on a pick 'em. It's either Green Bay this week or next week, and that's when this tough start. But that's when you get the yeah, real. Yeah, it's Green Bay this oh, week. Well, that's when you start getting the real Rams talk after this, because it's either how good are the Rams if they beat a solid a good team like Green Bay, or we're gonna say are they fraudulent? Which no, they're not. Even if they get beat, they're still not fraudulent. They are still the best they're not team. Like, and, you know, the, the emergence of Woods as well as the wide receiver number two over there. He's doing outstanding so far this season. Cup's just brilliant in the same way that I think Thielen's exceptional. Yeah. You know, not the fastest guy, got great hands. 
But it's a scheme, isn't it? They always have three guys, and they've got Gurley as well. Yeah, it's it's like one that we we played the Chiefs through the week. It's just who do you take away? There's too many options, and that's what the Rams have done. They got so many. They got um, they got Cooks, they got Woods, they got Cup. Um, you know, he's a very good player. And then the actual offense ones we talk Gurley anyway. So they they're all that's your second, third, and fourth option because your first option is Todd Gurley. And yet, what we've managed to do here, and this is probably why LA Rams fans are getting a bit pissed off, Jenna, was the fact that. No one ever mentions the quarterback, and he's been outstanding. Yeah, he has. I mean, he, he, <laughs> yeah, he, someone's got to throw the ball, and I don't care what you say. You, you, someone's got to read the defense and throw the ball. Right, here, here's a point. Pat Mahomes is getting talked about like the next big thing in the NFL, and that's fair enough. He very well, he very well might be. Now, if Mahomes had a bad season to begin with, and then two good seasons, maybe you don't talk about him in the same way. But this is Goff playing. For a different head coach, he's now done it for an entire year last year. They're the only unbeaten team left in the league this year. Mahomes is the guy that's being talked about, not Goff. Mm. That would piss me off if I was an LA Rams fan because we are basing it on whose offence was it he was running Goff when he was absolutely terrible. Uh, there was no offence, it was Jeff Fisher. Let's just try and get less points than the others. Sorry, let's get them to make it less points than us. We, uh, we'll, uh, we'll try and win by 60. And, and was... this, this is it, you know what I mean? But let's look about. Let's look at um, Alex Smith last year, mm-hmm. right? Alex Smith has all of the pieces that are in the car, uh, that are at the Chiefs now. He had Tyreek Hill, he had Kareem Hunt, he had Travis Kelsey. Now, he wasn't able to do what Mahomes has been able to do so far this season. Just because Goff has got all the pieces, and this is where it comes back to the Alex Smith thing, doesn't mean that any quarterback can do that. Because Alex Smith is a very good quarterback in this league, just as Mahomes and Goff are, but there is a complete difference between Mahomes and Smith, and that's why I feel like Goff isn't getting the recognition that he deserves. Yeah, I think as well, he's just... I think... He's not making it many wow throws. He's just making everything very simple and just throwing to the people that are open. But that's what you need to do. That's that that's what you need to Tom Brady just throws Pat Chairman about Eli and Odell Beckham. Well Eli doesn't throw it I'll go on another rant about how crap Nice Older is and how we tried to tell oh, you. Mate, he's terrible. He's we, terrible. We tried to tell you he was craft the Patriots. This wasn't a secret. It was just used to decide to take a guy with a big name and no one else was willing to pay him. Um but yeah, I think it's it's fine. Like he's he, the array we said didn't transition. There was a and gluttony of um, quarterback, gluttony of quarterbacks who tried to transition from the array and failed. Jared Goff's the first one to really start, really showing some signs. I think as a Rams fan, you've got to be happy. You've got your your number one pick of his quarterback. He's working out. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Um, I think in the first season they've been a bit worried that they've blew it and not took Wentz but now you've got the guy who's running your offence you've got Sean McVay who's the best offensive coach there is you've got Wayfield you think that's true? yeah you think that's true? I do and I also think Wayfield's the greatest defensive coordinator of all time I agree with the Wade Phillips I 
first, I, I hate Peyton, Sean Peyton. Mm. But I'm not sure that you can put the two of them on different levels at the moment. I because Peyton's offense has been so good for so long. And he continues to innovate, even now with Hill being brought into that Saints offense. That I I can't put McVay ahead of him. I I'm just I right now. If you let me pick one, I'm t- I'm taking McVay. That that's all I want to work because again, I mean, don't forget there's still Andy Reid. Andy yeah, Reid's still doing Matt Nagy, Josh McDaniels. I mean, no one talks about him because he basically, you know decided to fuck the Colts off and stay with the Patriots probably diminishes his um, his worth slightly yeah and you know no one's coming in for a head coaching job thinking he's actually going to turn up on the on yeah the you know what I mean so there's there's many offensive minds in the league that are pretty good but I, I just think something there's something about Sean McVay that tells me no he's something else he's the best I think I just need to see it for a longer period of time. I think Sean Payton's done it for 12, yeah. 14 years Here's or whatever thing. it is. Unlike with Ray Phillips, I didn't say he was the greatest ever. I just said he's the best right now. Whereas with Ray Phillips, I will argue he's the greatest defensive coordinator ever. I think you can look at it and just see some of the sides that he's had over the years. I mean, the last great one was the Denver Broncos defence, wasn't it? The Super Bowl winners only a, only a couple of years ago. We did we did a chat on Wade Phillips the other week, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into the weekly pick them then. Uh, we'll start off with a fantastic matchup on Thursday Night Ball uh, between the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans. Now, this may be out before that game. It's likely that it's not because I've got to get the kids to bed before I'll be editing this. Um, but I'm going to pick the Houston Texans to win at home. I just I can't see Oswald keeping it up. No, nah, I think um, it's going to be the end of October. Um, Have <laughs> <laughs> you not heard the around the NFL stuff? No, Dan Andrews keeps singing October. It's quite funny. Um, Texans all day. I think they're a better team. The better team. Okay. Um, Eagles, Jags. Both three and four, mental. That's the London game, and I'm just going to go for, I think the Jags are so used to going to London, I think they can pull that one out. I'm going to say that the Eagles win this game, and I don't know why, they were the only team in last week's picking that let me down, and they really shouldn't have lost that game. Um, To counter your point, they've been to the big game not that long ago. Had it been maybe anybody else who was like a three and four struggling for a little bit of form, I would suggest that it's the right call to go with the Jaguars. But just because they've been through Super Bowl week, I feel like they're kind of prep for it. I know the travel and all that's a little bit different, but I feel like they're just going to come out on top. Again, I was really torn on this pick because I don't. I in my head, I'm like that puts that team five like three and five the loser, and I don't see any of those teams being three and five teams, but. Again, I think if the Jags lose this, I think there's going to be real problems. I think they're not even going to make the playoffs because I think that there's already infighting in that locker room. And I think, you know, you've seen Jalen Ramsey likes to talk shit, but not when he's losing, you know what I mean? He suddenly shuts up. Um, I think Ngokwe was stopped from fighting someone last week. You know, Claire's Campbell had all of them, which, you know, if you want to stop someone fighting, put Claire's Campbell in yep. front of them because I don't think anyone in the NFL is probably getting past them. I do so, that. <laughs> yeah, so um, there's, there's real issues with the Jaguars, so I think they need to win this. Um, next game, um, Ravens v- at the Panthers. I'm going Panthers. I think I've been underrating the Panthers a little bit, and they really impressed me with how they were able to come back to um, beat the 
Eagles. Eagles, yeah. And then obviously, I, I don't know what happened, but how did Justin Tuck talk missing? Justin Tucker missed an extra point. I've he just missed it, mate. I, it, 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 and he kicked it. It looked perfect. Did you see yeah, it? Yeah. He, he kicked it, and he and did you see the eyes? He was like, yeah. Like he was more shocked than anyone I've ever seen that he missed that. Yeah. He kicked it perfectly. It looked like it was going perfect, and then all of a sudden, it just took a ninety degree turn to the right hand side, and I felt a little bit sorry for them. I really like the Ravens this season. I thought that was a brilliant game, the Ravens game, and you know, one that it was a little bit unfair that they lost. But that was that was for me so much better than seeing a 45-43 game. You know what I mean? I like those closer games where field position matters, and every every you know every every time every time you got the possession of the ball you feel like the game's hinging in the balance rather than just it's a friggin shootout you know what I mean and I loved I, I really like the Ravens scene this season and Joe Flacco has really surprised me probably I'm more surprised with Flacco than anybody else actually I think it's again I, I, I mentioned it last season that back injuries are a problem for big fellas and until they get over them you're not going to see the best of them but with Joe Flacco you can't I thought well is he even that good without a back injury? Like, he's fat, but he's actually played really well this season. And like, you mentioned that Crabtree before yeah, was a big deal for that. Crabtree and then um, Brown as well. Brown's really been pulling up trees for them. Suddenly they've got some actual weapons on the outside, which, for whatever reason, the Ravens just couldn't seem to fix that problem. I mean, the best wide receiver they had was, like, Steve Smith, who they had to yeah. take off, you know, a person the Panthers released. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've I I didn't give my pick. I actually have gone with the Panthers uh, after all the bluster of how good the Ravens <laughs> were. Panthers are the home side, and if I'm split, I'll always tend to go with the home side. Uh, I've gone for the home side this time. It's the Jets at the Bears. Um, they were all right against you. Um, they were all right. You coming around to the Mitch Trubisky train? No, because <laughs> I don't think he was very good. He could have been picked off twice, and could have and should have. They were both dropped in the end zone. I'd watch, so I missed that game. I had to watch on Game Pass, so almost forty minutes. Um, I wasn't impressed by him except when he runs the ball with his feet. But I'm never impressed by quarterbacks who can only run the ball with the feet because then they end up being Alex Smith. You know How do you mean? want him to run the ball? <laughs> You said I'm twice like, there uh, when he runs the ball with his feet. How, he, yeah, how exactly I do you want him to I run the ball? Know. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I meant to say... Like some kind of mad I meant to say he's, run. He, he's only good <laughs> when he's on his feet and he's running with the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so like, bad. once I was going to let you off, I was like, everyone yeah, yeah, can, yeah. Miss, uh, can yeah, miss speak now again. I meant to say... So basically what I'm saying is he can't throw the ball. Yes. He, he looks terrible throwing the ball. He only looks good on the run. And that's not what I want from a quarterback because you're going to take too many hits. But this defense, how did they how did they play against the Patriots at the weekend? I th- I felt the Patriots quite easily handled them. Is I that th- the Patriots O line handling them, Geno, or is it Brady just never being troubled by a pass rush? Um, it's a little bit. I think Cleo Max injured, so he was noticeably slower. But then after that, that Patriots now have weapons again. They got the chain movers back. I mean, Sony Michelle got injured, which is a bit of a worry. But the, with the chain movers back, of Edelman and then White. And now you can just throw it up to Josh Gordon. He's, Philip Dorsett doesn't play many snaps anymore. The first game, second game, Philip Dorsett was our leading receiver because we had no one else. And that's you're seeing that difference. Who have you picked then, Jess Bears? Oh, Bears. Bears all day, baby. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Bengals. Um, I think they got slaughtered, didn't they? It was it 45-10 the Bengals gave yeah. in the end? Oh. Something like that against the Chiefs. And, you know, they, I think this side will be looking to bounce back big time. And I think they've I think they've got the weapons to beat the Bucs, to be honest with you. I, I think they'll beat the Bucs, but I'm back on the Bengals are shite. 
Why is this? Because they are just every time they play a good team, they get absolutely housed. And this is what happens every time they get to the playoffs. Yeah, because they have to play a good team. And they get absolutely housed, and it's not the Cleveland Browns. So you are going for the Bengals, though? Yeah, yeah, they but I don't think the Buccaneers are a good team. Where are you going with the Seahawks Lions? I'm going with Lions. I think Lions are actually, I mean, because they were again, Patricia's following the Belichick mold of be terrible in week one. I've everyone telling you that you're the worst team ever, and that you know, the dynasty's over, blah, blah, blah. And then just be quietly good after that. And I think people are underrating. I mean, they've beat the Patriots and the Packers. That's two good wins. They had a good win last week. They're not that bad. It's, they've started that running back in um, Keyshawn Johnson, mm-hmm. I think his name is. Um, so uh, they've got weapons there. And they've got a good wide receiver trio. I'm quite happy with the Lions. I think they're going to be a outside-the-chance playoff contender. Yeah, I... It's it's mad, isn't it? That our division's just so close at the moment. Obviously, yeah. Packers, Lions, uh, Vikings, and Bears all there or thereabouts. Like, and I was hoping that the Lions would at least be one of the teams that fall away. I was expecting it to be the Bears. Uh, I was hoping that the Lions would as well. Obviously, I was hoping that Green Bay would, to be fair, as well. Like, but um, it's not Christmas yet. Um, <laughs> but the Lions, I think you're right. I think they are they are moving, and I've got them to beat the Seahawks. And to be fair. This is a slightly improved Seahawks side as well. They can now Seahawks are now running the ball. Um, they've run the ball better than what I thought they'd be able to, and the defense is playing well. And then obviously they have Russell Wilson. Let Let's not forget how good Russell Wilson is. So I think it'll be a good test. This This will let us know about you know you have these teams who both of them you like they could be in the wild card hunt. So you're gonna see. I think this is gonna be one of those games which is uh, final drive to win the game kind of thing. I think it's a close game actually as well. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, I don't think it's going to be a close game. Uh, the Broncos at the Chiefs. No, I think the Chiefs will house them. Absolutely house them, and it's in their backyard again. And they're quite fortunate at the moment. I think they've got three of the next four games at home. The Chiefs, something like that as well. So, yeah, Pat Just Mahomes another three touchdown day, another forty fantasy points. Yeah, Chad Kelly could have been playing this game, except he was breaking into houses instead. As you do. As you do in the NFL. <laughs> um, Redskins to beat the Giants for me. Yeah, I think the Redskins to beat the, I think the Giants are terrible. I think I've, I fought that before the season. And Redskins might be... The NFC East is garbage. Ignore popular you know, popular opinion, which is, oh, isn't the NFC East always good? No, it's absolute garbage. And I think the Redskins may actually sneakily win it. Made the four and two at the moment, and you know you can see that you can see that they're building something here. I know a lot of that's built around AP and stuff like that, but he is carrying the load. He's proven that he can still do it, and they're using him when they need to use him in the right situation. So, yeah, um, again, I thought Agent Peterson was done. Clearly not. I fell into the you know the collective group think that maybe you don't want to run him back. Who just could, you have to take out on third down. You can only run, but he's running over people. And showing everyone that, you know, everyone was wrong. And he wants to be that guy, doesn't he? He wants to be that Emmett Smith type of a role at the the Cardinals back in the day. You know, Emmett Hall of Fame, one of the best running backs from the the best running back from the nineties. Um Do you reckon? Yeah. By a country fucking mile. No, I think it was Terrell Davis. No. Not yeah. a chance for me. Not when, a chance for me. When Terrell Davis was healthy, he was outrunning <laughs> he was outrunning Smith all over. Emmett Smith's got three rings, mate. You put your also Troy Aikman, Michael Evans, the best offensive Troy Aikman was good, but he did not run that offence the way that Emmett Smith ran that offence. Do you know what I mean? You put the best offensive line we've ever seen. So, says who? Says collective group think. Oh, collective group think says done, and where, where are we with that? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Emmett Smith did not need a line. 
I, you sure. go back and watch some of him on tape, mate. He does not need a line. He, yards after the catch mm. were what Emma Smith uh, after the after contact was what Emma Smith was all about. He, he made me fall in love with the game, mm. Emma Smith. So you, you're asking me to say that one of the loves of my life in Emmett Smith was not the best running back. He was the best running back, number 22, had his jersey and everything. Um, as a young, what, 10, 11, 12 year old, something like that. Uh, to be fair, I would have been four or five. He was amazing. Absolutely. I mean, amazing. don't get me wrong, I have watched it. Like, I do go back, I am someone who will go back and watch old films just so that I know what I'm talking about. But I, I've always. I've, I think I prefer Terrell Davis. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. And look, fuck this Phillips advert on my phone. I hate the NFL Weekly pick him on your phone. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I forgot to the Broncos page. Um, anyway, yeah, Redskins. Um, I, AP picking up that Emmett Smith role when he went to the Cardinals and teaching players like Larry Fitzgerald about this game of football and stuff. That's what Emmett Smith was there to do. He had Larry Fitz when he was like a rookie there at the Cardinals. Was he? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. I'll take your word now. Um, yeah, that's what he did, and he and he went in there, and he and the Cardinals were an absolutely terrible franchise at the time, and he taught people how you have to behave in the NFL if you want to win, and they were nothing, and they had some good years, you know. Was when it Kurt Warner coming? Kurt Warner was in there, yeah, and and all that type of stuff, and obviously you had oh, who's the guy that went ended up at the Ravens? Who took that massive hit? And Bolden, Bolden yeah, and, and he obviously was so Larry good. Fitz and stuff like that. That's the Crabtree role now for the Ravens. He's taken that Anquan Bolden role, hasn't he? But yeah, that's what Emmett Smith did, and he turned that franchise around. And if you go back and you if you watch any of these NFL films and maybe a documentary on the Cardinals or something, and just read about it, that's what he did. He changed that mentality, and I think AP. Wants to do something similar at the Redskins. Different to AP doesn't have three Super Bowl rings. No, he does not. Thanks, mate. <laughs> As a Vikings fan, <laughs> I was acutely aware of that. But he is being, he is being able to show what you can do. Yeah, at, I think at he, I think work rate. I mean, there's what he can show you how to do how to actually be a successful player. Yeah, true. Terrell Davis do that? No, he did not. Thank you. I'm he won two Super Bowls. No, he didn't go and. You know, set up a franchise to not win the Super Bowl after him. Um, Steelers <laughs> to beat the Browns. And this one, this one, I had down as the Browns first and then changed my mind. No, uh, Browns keep losing games they should win. Again, but I it's think the Steelers and the Steelers can just lose a game randomly. I, they can, but I, I think I think the Steelers have now back on track to where they should be. Um, and the Browns, we've had this argument, are the Browns now good? The answer is no, because they're not going to be good <laughs> under that. They're not good under that head coach. Just because they're in every game, that's what bad teams are. Bad teams are usually in every game, but just lose them. And that's what the Browns are right now. Okay. Um, Colts, Raiders, Colts at Raiders. <laughs> is anyone picking the Raiders? I don't think so. Do you want me to check? Can you find out if you hover <laughs> over it? No. You, you can find out the general fan opinion. It, it doesn't work on your phone. Oh, doesn't it? On... I, I reckon under 20% of people are picking the Raiders. Yeah, I think you'd be nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. I think it's just Raiders fans. I don't even think they want <laughs> I don't even think they want them to win. I just think they want them to go to Vegas and fail yeah. They're just like, can you not be shit in Vegas so we can get pissed and do all the other fun stuff that there is to do there? What, in Oakland? No, I said went. Oh, right, sorry, yeah. Okay. Um, 49ers, Cardinals have struggled with this one as well. The Cardinals are just dead bad. Who should know? The Cardinals. That makes it harder, that's, doesn't yeah, it? That's such a tough one. I think I still picked the. F- 
I may have picked the 49ers on this at least they're showing something. The Cardinals are so bad. Free laddie. Free laddie. It's the, you know what, everyone's forgotten about Emmett Smith's contributions to that <laughs> franchise at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've picked 49ers and I've picked the Rams to trounce the Packers as well in LA. I think the Rams will trounce the Packers as well. You might get your dream here because Aaron Donald's going to meet Aaron Rodgers and it's not going to be pretty. Hopefully, hopefully. Although, you know what, we're coming up against the decent side as well. We're at home against the Saints. I have the Vikings winning. I have the Saints winning. Why do you have the Vikings win? Wait, why, why, what happens to you just not picking against the Vikings again? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought, again, I mean, we don't know what Eli Apple is going to give them, but we do know what Adam Phelan's going to give you, and it's a hundred and odd yards. It, basically, every game is just like an automatic thing for them. I, I like the Vikings team. I think it's a really good team. The defence worries me, but I think at home, I think they'll win. It, it's, it's gotten a lot better in the last three weeks as well, to be fair, the defence, you know well, what I mean? Well, um, thing is back, isn't he? Everson Griffin's back yeah. for this game, yeah. Um, and it had gotten better without without him, to be honest with you, and we've gotten better in red zone defence as well, so we're getting off the field a lot more on third down. I think halfway through the last game, there was something like it rolled over, it was something like 14 third downs on the bounce we'd stopped on. And that's what this defence wasn't able to do earlier on in the season. So, for me, the offence is, is starting to look good and, and Cousins is looking good under pressure and he's making those right decisions. Treadwell started to catch the ball, which helps. Um, Bailey can kick the ball, which helps. Um, but we've got Thielen. Diggs might be a little bit of concern right now and that he's not getting involved in the game. I think all that means is that someone's going to... Go for feeling and double cover him, and you're gonna see Dix go off. I, I I I think that's the same thing as well. I think it wouldn't surprise me if it, we kind of held this until maybe playoffs, and then Diggs goes through the playoffs. Hopefully, that's what I'm kind of hoping. I, I I think that's what happened. I think right now the coverage dictator is still Diggs. I think people still trying to take Diggs away because he's more explosive. But when they when they go well, Kirk Cousins we is is a he's. To use a damage extent, he's a surgeon. He just cuts through you slowly, and that's where your feeling gets it. So he doesn't look for the explosive play. So when you realise that, and you try and go, all right, then let's take away the um, his, um, shorter options, that's when Diggs then comes into his own. So I, th- I think you're fine. Okay. Um, I, all that being said, uh, I, I'm really interested to see how this deals up against that offence. I think, you know, with Ingram, with Kamara, with Breeze, with Thomas... The pieces are there, with and with Sean Payton as well, calling that offense and and Hill. I've got a feeling that this is the game where Hill starts to launch the ball, like it's being get it's been getting set up. Yeah, he hasn't actually threw it yet, has he? I don't I, think. I think he's thrown on a was it a fake punt, something yeah. like that. I think he threw one in much the same way as Lamar Jackson in the Ravens. It feels like this is all just getting set up until you get a re- yeah. into a really tight contest. And then something breaks it. I've got a feeling that this Viking Saints game could be decided by something. It's, like it's that. when you finally get the luck you want, the luck you want, where you go, he's going to be wide open if I do this, and then that's when they'll throw it. Yeah, and I've got a. I'm going to put money on Breeze to catch a touchdown this season as well. Because why else is he stud wide receiver while all this is happening? I don't know. Again, I'm I'm saying this is this is a, this is a fucking not, season. Not all setup. quarterbacks can catch. I'm just saying. I've no, not all, <laughs> not all. I mean, Wentz can. 
Yeah. Sorry, not Wentz. Foles. Foles can. Brady. He once caught one for 40 yards against the Eagles, sadly, it was the wrong game. <laughs> it was one then where it was literally any of the quarterback it would have been a touchdown and he was just runners he was like Lalana last night where you know, just <laughs> you know just he's going to get caught up it's like it's slow motion <laughs> describe it the Jaws music on <laughs> someone needs to just copy the Jaws music and tell him Lalana anyway we, we digress into Liverpool so yeah. but there we go that is what happens it's not like I've been talking about Liverpool for nine hours today already <laughs> but you know what I enjoy it so we're going to do more of it um, no uh, less of that Patriots uh, at the Bills, um, I, I, I think the Patriots might win this one. I think the Patriots may well own the Bills. I think it's a really tough. No, I'm going to. I think the Belichick has owned the Bills for how long? Hey, forever. Um, Joe, are you going to see Gronkowski hasn't done much this season. He didn't play last week. If he's healthy. He loves the Bills. He's from Buffalo. Well, he's from everywhere, but I think the main place he lived was Buffalo because he was just like his family moved around a bit. I think the place he identifies with is being from Buffalo, and that's why he usually catches like three touchdowns against them. I've got a feeling that might happen again. Okay, well, there you go. Um, if you've enjoyed the show on YouTube, do please like the video. Don't forget to <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to the Cover Two TV uh, as well. If you've enjoyed the show on iTunes, uh, if we're on Spotify now, then please do give it a, a five star rating. Leave us a review. We'll check back that as well. If you want to leave a comment or anything that we said you disagree with us, go over to the YouTube. It's dead easy to write commenting on YouTube. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. Uh, you can always tweet us at Cover Two TV at Mister Blood Red at TD Geno. Yeah, there we go. Uh, of May course, my three followers, Cover Two TV, you and Steve. Oh, is that true? <laughs> it's something like that. Because I don't tweet oh, very often. Because when I tweet about the NFL, I tweet on the Cover 2 TV account because that actually has followers. So then mine's just Liverpool stuff, but no one really cares about my Liverpool opinion. This is true. Um, I don't really tweet that much, to be honest. And I've got gathered quite a following on Twitter, and I really, really don't tweet that much. Um, it's actually not a platform that I like, to be honest with you. No, um, I, I only have a Twitter because I have to for other job reasons. Yeah, I... I like Instagram. That's my uh, that's my social media platform, and I don't have people on Instagram that I don't know. Uh, man's Snapchat. I think I probably use the most. Snapchat, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're down. You're talking <laughs> girls all the time, aren't you? That's <laughs> what it is. Well, there you go. We've wrapped up the show. We've ended the show. Now we're just having a conversation. Thanks for joining us for our little bit of conversation into social media and the likes of that. Uh, we'll see you next time. Ta. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.